It's Thursday. That's right. It's time for go to bed. It's Thursday. There's thunder. Yeah, there was, and there was lightning, and I was scared. But it's okay. Spooky fall it night. It didn't hit you. Well. So there yeah. Is. Happy Thursday, Suze. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ken. Good to talk to you here on uh, Time for Go to Bed. Presented by Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Yes. Voodoo Zombie Boutique has kept us busy all week. It has. It's been a, quite a boutique week. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It has been, you know. Yeah. Some interesting sales, some interesting challenges. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we had some really good scores this week. Well, yesterday. Hmm. We found, um, uh, we made two different stops. I think we might have found a pretty cool place to source things. And, yeah. um, it's a place where, and yeah. all of his VHS is a dollar. And we found a lot of factory sealed stuff yesterday, including Batman Forever. The or no, yeah. yeah, Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. Um, that one uh, factory sealed with the studio stamp sells for about fifty bucks. So yeah, uh, we're excited about that. And then we went to the uh, the the goofiest thrift store in the world. They they like it's called. Uh, um common threads but we always refer to it as the the nice thrift store for the nice ladies you know because it's like they you can call it by your thing what you call it finer things finer things that's kind of an office joke um <laughs> yeah you could probably find a few copies of angela's ashes in in the book section there um <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's it, they have a lot of wreaths and a lot of holiday stuff and a lot of clothes, you know. And, but it's not like it's it's kind of run of the mill stuff, you know. It's yeah. but it's it's a nice clean shop though, you know. And they happen to have uh, VHS tapes there for a quarter. And yesterday, um, I went in, and DVDs for a dollar, but I'll get to that in a second. But I went in, and I'm looking, and I'm not seeing a lot in the way of VHS, except there it is, just like Jack Nicholson's face peering through the door saying, here's Johnny. Among the VHS <laughs> is an original Warner Home Video clamshell copy of The Shining, you know, oversized. Uh, so, you know, it's it stands out like a, you know... A turd in a punch bowl. Um, sorry, for lack of a better term. And and there it was. And uh, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, we you know, the we're about to turn a quarter into eighty dollars. Yeah. Um but unfortunately, but this is the now this this listing though is because we we listed it last night because we're like, okay, we need to put this up immediately because horror movies, this is one of the greats. Uh, one of the big classics, you know, it's it's creepy, it's scary, it's you know, it's a ghost story, you know, and um, and it's Kubrick and Nicholson, you know, and who doesn't love Scatman Crothers too, and hot sure. cereals and cold cereals, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, and 
where so so you know I I knew this sold for a lot so I grabbed it I got it home I tested it it's a former rental it doesn't play that great it has a couple lines in it now however we had a recent acquisition it was a whole bunch of movies for fifty bucks and the and I don't know if we mentioned this on the show or not but the 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 guy his earliest the earliest part of his collection a lot of really good stuff a lot of good 80s horror flicks he threw out the box art and sp- yeah. stored them in generic black clamshells so i was thinking when I, you know after i tested it i was like wait a second i think the shining was one of those movies that didn't have a, a the art so uh, and you know it's a different edition, so I couldn't just slap the you know it's a it's a it's like a second edition. Probably was in the cardboard box that came out when you know they realized it wasn't cost effective to do all the clamshells. Um, although the clamshells came back with a vengeance with Disney movies, but Disney was charging an arm and a leg for those when they came out. Uh, now they're not worth anything. Um, but the. So so what I did is I was like, okay, well, here, here you go. Here's a mint copy that you can have. Here's the collector's one you can have that the tape plays, but it doesn't play that great. But here's a mint copy of the tape in a black clamshell so you can have that. You know, it's like, and, you know, so I did a huge write-up on it to you know specify exactly what somebody would be getting. As to not generate confusion because people tend to get very confused when looking at certain things. But a real collector, I think is going to understand exactly what they're getting because we gave them plenty of pictures and everything. So uh, it already has one watcher, and I sent an offer on it already. So I'm hoping to get at least 70 bucks out of it. Uh, I think I will because it has a pretty consistent selling record. So you got to love that. A cor- you know, turn, you know, Hopefully turning a quarter into, into that much money will be great. And then, of course, the, the Batman movie we haven't listed yet. But we're we're gonna work on doing a, a Blu-ray blitz because we've been doing pretty well with Blu-rays. Oh, and and we also got uh, I made a silly acquisition of twenty masks, Halloween mm, masks of yeah. the Ghost Face from Scream, and they are actually officially licensed. I'm a little mm-hmm. worried they might not sell, but I, I I have them priced a little high to try and you know get in on it. But I think people are going to start putting their Halloween costumes together in the next week or so. And yeah. we might see yeah. some more sales, but I might, we might look at, um, I don't know, promoting it with an ad too, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 That might be a good idea. Top, instead of lowering the price, it, we'd have to pay like an extra $3 per sale on those. Mm-hmm. But it's either that, or I just drop the price on $3, you know, but if I keep it at, where it is and i get charged the three three dollars by them then i don't have to drop the price but you know still but i paid four bucks a piece for the masks i'm hoping to flip them for at least 20 a piece so uh and make a few bucks on them so yeah because that'll take care of our free shipping and everything like that yeah um but yeah you were talking about uh a second ago about uh common threads and um yeah it's kind of one of those thrift stores that it's it's nice that they restock the VHS so often but kind of it's very christiany and i was just looking up real quick um the information they're connected i thought they were connected to a church but they're connected to an organization called building hope in the city 
So that's kind of neat. It looks like they hire people and they uh, they help people on a local level. Yeah. But um, but I, wow. I just it's like every other thing in there is like God bless and signs that say blessed. You know, blessless house and all this. Bless yeah, this all house. these. It's just very Christiany. So yeah. I was wondering where that came from. All that daily bread stuff. Yeah, um, all so, that daily bread stuff. Uh, but it looks like they have an organization that helps people with jobs and things like that. Oh, and happy so. birthday to Miles. Uh, so oh, I don't know if he's listening. Yeah, Miles. So. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Another year. Another year. Yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, sorry for yawning. Um, but yeah. uh, Tennessee was yawning all day today. And I'm like, God, stop it. Stop it, little guy. Um, he, he's been a weirdo. Yeah. He's been really an odd boy. Yeah. So, so uh, one of our more ridiculous sales uh, that over, it was like an overnight sale, listed it and then immediately sold. It was only, it, it, we, we're, we're starting to do cheapy Blu-rays. So, you know, like $6 free shipping, six nineteen free shipping. Um, yeah. You know, media mail is, uh, Three nineteen, you know sure. most most of the Blu-rays we have were either free or uh, we pay like a buck for them. And um, oh, and that was another thing in Common Threads. They actually had a bunch of Blu-rays that they normally keep under the glass out with the the DVDs, and some of oh, them yeah. were, some of them were sealed. And I was like, are these priced the same as the DVDs? And I had like two in my hand. I was just gonna get like RoboCop, you know, if it was like two or three dollars. Yeah. Um, and um, and they were like, no, they're all a dollar. And I said, okay. So I went and I got the whole stack of like uh, like mm -hmm. ten of them, except I left Gettysburg and uh, the Passion there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no. So some halfway decent stuff, some decent action, a little bit of um, sci-fi uh, stuff like that. I don't remember what was in it, but but anyway. So because Blu-rays sell well. Uh, you know, obviously we want to appeal to the, the VHS, the DVD and the Blu-ray collectors, you know, um, yep. and, uh, into a lesser degree, some gamers and tech people. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I love the idea of having the Halloween masks there too. Um, cause we can offer a bulk discount on them too. You know, you buy sure. this or more, you know, cause our shipping won't go up much if we sell two or two or three at a time. But, uh, you know, we can, uh, uh, you know, if we ship multiples to one person, we, we always say we, we make more money, you know, especially if it's a media mail sale, because media mail does not go up that much by weight and size. You know, it's it really a, does the most really, expensive. It's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you can send like, you know, pounds and pounds and pounds of things uh, for like nine dollars or something like mm -hmm. that. But, you know, I mean. Um, but typically, you know, if, uh, they're, they're in, uh, but any, anyway, so I got off track, but the, the one Blu-ray I was happy that we sold immediately was that terrible movie called movie 43. Uh, yeah. We listed it. Yeah. I listed it at like six nineteen, and it was gone within a few. It was like, we woke up and somebody bye bye. bought it. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. I mean the, you know, something that it's like, there are certain things that I love putting in our store and having in our store. Like, I love that we have a copy of The Shining on VHS. 
I love that we had, you know, Argento's Dracula on Blu-ray. Um, sure. You know, I, I love that we have, you know, some of the, you know, uh, great, you know, compilation horror DVDs and stuff like that that I talked about last week. You know, there's certain things. I love having the Halloween movies, Friday the 13th, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the classics, too. Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Invisible Man, Frankenstein, Phantom of the Opera, all that stuff. Sure. So, but, uh, but yeah, so... Um, Real quick, yeah, but yeah. 43, you d were not a fan of. We yeah. watched it back in the day when it came out, and uh, it was not good. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we, we, did, we did have a sale just now. Oh, we did? Yeah. Um, the Fearless Vampire Killer, Steve. Oh, good, DVD. good, on DVD, with unfortunately. Sh with Sharon Tate and... Yeah. Uh, that director, I yeah, can't whose his name, name was well, It's okay, we won't mention his name because he's a creep. Um, yeah, he's a little creepy. Yeah, so and he's not welcome in this country. So yeah, I just sent an offer out on that. Um Because yeah. you know, and that was something I got in a lot a while ago from eBay, and that's that's exciting too because like there's uh, a couple things. Well, this is this is a new thing that we ran into is we have three things sitting unpaid for. Uh -huh. in our orders right now which is a little yeah. aggravating but there's one guy that now and uh I, I mentioned this to michelle um but i i bought a lot a while ago um of vhs tapes for 17 dollars after shipping so under 20 dollars yeah. and um I, in there because they, they listed them poorly uh but there was a uh, a copy of uh, the Horror Hall of Fame. It was a 1974 Vincent, Fri Vincent Price TV special put out by Creepy Classics in a clamshell VHS with a really nice cover. And um, I, you know, it, it's it does not look like an official release. It looks like a convention tape or something like that. Um, it, it doesn't reek of bootleg or anything like that. It actually looks like it might have maybe sort of been licensed i have no idea but i you know it's not a bootleg because it was i don't think this was ever ever released on vhs i don't but obviously nobody cares the whole special's on youtube too if you want to watch it <laughs> um the horror hall of fame with vincent price from 1974 check it out i think forrest ackerman is in it too um but uh yeah so this guy was nice and he hasn't paid for it yet but i sold that one tape out of that lot for that i bought for 17 bucks i sold that one tape for 43 so I made back all my money and a little bit of money in profit. And I still have tapes from that that lot that I'm selling. And then and then from the 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 estate sale we went to and we spent 50 bucks that we've already made a ton of money back on just with that one Oh gosh. Well, we sold some of those animated Ghostbusters tapes and the uh Terminator clamshell first edition that made us like 80 yeah. bucks right there yeah. um but two more tapes we have 60 dollars more in sales from that 50 dollars investment with uh, a copy of phantasm from 1984 beautiful tested copy mm -hmm. first yeah, first lovely. edition from embassy home entertainment and uh and then the other one awaiting we're still waiting on a payment for is uh, halloween for the return of michael myers so also a beautiful super clean copy um yeah 
I've politely engaged these sellers, the only one who's contacted me, or buyers, uh, and and uh, the one guy was like, oh, I, I, I thought you'd have to approve this. I won't have the money until Friday. We're like, take your time, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> but the other two haven't contacted me, but I, they, they seem to have decent ratings on um, mm-hmm. on eBay, but they're just like dragging their feet on paying me. So, yeah, and, and we'd like to, I mean, if we would just have somebody say, hey, yeah, I, I see you, I, I'm talking to you, but, you know, I, I yeah. just don't have the money till Friday, that's mm-hmm. fine. Just tell you, you know, tell people. Yeah, you know, right. and it's like, we're, we always, we, you know, and we kind of have these, we, we have fun too, I, I, we should talk about our company meetings. Uh, <laughs> we do have company meetings at one o'clock in the morning. Which yeah, is sometimes sooner totally. than that. Um, you know, sometimes at midnight, a company meeting is good because we get ideas because we do, uh, we, you see, I've found that listing late at night gets more eyeballs because people do late night eBaying, especially the, you know, the night owls who like horror movies and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that I sell to in California and stuff like that too. So, you know, midnight for me is nine o'clock for them. Um, so uh, you know, but I always try and get in, um, we're, we're trying to do like a, a peaks and valley approach to how we list things right now. Like we, we don't list as much at the beginning of the week because it's slower sales, but then sales start to pick up like tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. So this is where we start doing more listings, um, because we're trying yeah. to, we get like 250 free listings a month. And we're trying to stay within that. So we're trying to ration. So we do like four or five, you know, on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of stuff. And then we, then we'll do like, you know, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine on the weekends. And yeah, that, that uh, it's, it's a new strategy to try and improve our sales, but you know, we're just always looking at different stuff like, Last mm-hmm. night for our company meeting, we were like, okay, let's look at, at let's let's look try and see if we can find an average of page views of each item that sold before it sold. And we were seeing a kind of a sweet spot with 200 page views. A lot of things sold after 200 page views um, within, you know, a, a, a couple month period of time, you know, so... Um, we, oh yeah. And we had another nice success, uh, sale the other day, uh, the, the original factory sealed, um, uh, CD for the soundtrack of the Hawaiian eye from the sixties, a show I've never heard of, but I did my research on it and I saw that it sold for quite a bit of money and we unloaded that for 60 bucks. That was nice. So, Mm -hmm. and that was free. That, yeah. that that was free from the big the big 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 factory sealed estate sale that we kept raving about where we sold the you know the Beastmaster tape and all that for big bank, um, and uh, but yeah so so you know nice little sales nice little surprise sales it's been hanging out there for like three or four months and boom you know so the the right person saw it you know that's why we yeah. try to have so many listings because. There's always going to be somebody who's lo- looking for something on eBay. You know, it's like it, I'm one of those people who, uh, you know, looking for music and stuff like that. When I was working on the the music library for the, the radio network when we still had a license, I was digging deep for like, you know, hard to find stuff. 
And, you know, I'd always find like you know, two, three, four people that had it or I'd see ones that had sold in the past or I'd set a an alert up, you know, because there's millions of people who use this website and, you know, everybody has different tastes. So and that's another thing we're trying to do. We're trying to expand uh, who we're appealing to because we yeah. found, Susan, what's the good news about uh, a, a lot of our customers? uh well, we were just looking at a lot of our customers are women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so we're, we're getting a lot of, a lot of women purchasing VHS tapes. So we're going to try and, you know, uh, appeal more with a, a broad, broader variety of movies. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's one thing I really pride ourselves in. All of our, uh, our, our, our products are really clean. Um, I'll give everybody a, yeah. Speaking of clean, um, if anybody ever has anything that's made out of cardboard, like a VHS sleeve or a box for something, um, you know, and it has like sticker residue or anything like that, you know, or, or marker writing on it, stuff like that, and you don't know how to clean it, 99 times out of 100, uh, it will work without affecting the ink on the box. Um, use, uh, like Zippo lighter fluid in a paper towel and it will evaporate so quickly from the cardboard, but it'll give you enough time to work that it'll remove, uh, sticker adhesive, ink, uh, dirt, whatever. You can clean glossy cardboard with lighter fluid and it works like a charm and it doesn't smell that bad and it and sounds so weird and it sounds like it wouldn't work but it does work it's weird yeah and and yeah. it's also a good uh, option to use although i recommend using alcohol every time you can to try and clean a vhs tape because if the alcohol gets in the tape it's fine you know cuz alcohol is what they use for the head cleaner stuff and it evaporates so quickly and even if it does even if there's like a i mean even if there was a glob of alcohol on uh, the he uh, you know on on uh, a VHS tape when it went through the heads, it would just clean the heads a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we clean we clean our VHS and our um, VHS players with alcohol. So yeah, we have a we have a the the wet. I, I might have to order a new wet system. Uh, see if there's a, a slightly better quality one. I've been using the dry head cleaner. Mm. quite a bit um because it's a, it's a little more reliable um yeah but uh i don't think the wet system ones are meant to last forever anyway and it's been used quite a bit because we test hundreds of tapes um but uh but yeah no but that that's a that's a genuine great cleaning trick and not another thing too is if you have one that is factory sealed and there's schmutz on the outside of it. You know, there's some kind of, you know, somebody handled it with food on their fingers or there's sticker residue or anything like that. You can also clean the cellophane with the, the Zippo lighter fluid and a paper towel too. And if there's even, a, if sometimes there's little air holes that they put in the shrink wrap that, um, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? That, you know, allow the shrink wrap to, to you know, uh, release, air release air yeah. bubbles. Yeah, little breather holes. So if you clean it with Windex on the plastic on the outside and the Windex gets in those holes, you're going to get water damage on the box. If you use lighter fluid, 
and it goes through those holes, you're not going to because it evaporates so quickly. It won't, you know, it, you know, that little tiny amount is not going to hold underneath the plastic. But, you know, but it's always good to be careful, too, to not try and let any kind of liquid into the plastic. So just, you know, take your glasses off, use your bifocals, whatever, um, you know. But, uh, but yes, living in Long Island, a clean head is a happy head. That's right. Um, and, uh, but, you know, we, um, you know, we've picked up tricks along the way. Um, you know, I, I know how to, you know, dissect and repair VHS tapes. I can remove, um, I did some fun things that I'm going to try and do is uh, we, we did these, uh, I, I made these candy corn colored tapes. I, I disassembled uh, some kids' videotapes that had, like, Barney and crap on them. I found yellow, white, and orange cartoons and stuff. And the tapes are pretty much worthless, and some of them didn't even have sleeves. And I took those apart, and I did... Uh, so I made, like... Uh, I used, like, an orange bottom, a, uh, a yellow top, and a white flap on, on these. And I put new brand new blank tapes inside of them uh so i could try and sell them to customizers because believe it or not people make custom vhs tapes and uh they do and they're some are very nice and you know if i can just sell those to somebody um you know um just say hey check it out and um yeah so uh but yeah i know uh every little part of the inside of a VHS and how to rethread them and how to repair them if they're broken. I mean, I will I would never sell one that I repaired like with, you know, scotch tape, you know, if, if it snaps or something, that's only something I would do on, you know, one of my own personal ones, or if I was selling kind of a beater lot, you know, I might do that. But, um, but uh, for the most part, you don't want to sell a, a tape that's been, munched or spliced or repaired in that manner no sure but um but yeah so but no the and again you know those cleaning tips it's not just for vhs i mean if you have something you know uh, you know if you have zippo lighter fluid laying around and you just you bought a present for somebody and there's like a stubborn price tag or something on it um you can use that you can even put it squirt a little bit on top of a price sticker and it'll just totally start to loosen it up from the box and then you can just rub it off with the 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 rest of the residue with the paper towel um and you know a lot of people that it's it's similar to the technique of you, you you buy a new pan and it had a sticker on it and you can't get the you know it had like a a skillet or something they had a sticker and you can't get it off and so you, you use vegetable oil to scrub it off or something like that so do you think it's better than goo gone uh, yes, I think it's better than Gugon because I think Gugon has uh, uh, oil. Well, it's it's, it's it's a very very uh, heavy oil. It will stain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Gugon on plastic is fine. Um, but Gugon on uh, cardboard, no, I would I would never do that. I wouldn't. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's too it's just too oily. That's why. You know, lighter fluid is a little oily, but it's more—it's more like gasoline, so it evaporates really quick. You know, so um, which is nice. Yes, yeah, so that's what we're using to clean with. So anyway, um, should we uh, should we uh, uh, play everybody what we sold this week? 
Sure. Or the, our our count. last our last three sales. Well, except not counting. Uh, what was it we just sold? Um, uh, vampire killers. Though. Oh, fearless vampire killers. Fearless yeah, there we vampire go. killers. Which well, is I'll tell old. you what. I'll go find that on the break and get it ready to ship. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. Yeah. Here's what we sold. Our DVDs are they? They all have a dedicated shelf in the garage, alphabetized. It's super yeah, easy. Yeah, we we reorganized yesterday. That was fun yeah. too. Yeah. So all right. Here's what we sold. The last uh, three sales. Bitten by a werewolf and lives, becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, don't hand me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You wouldn't want to run away with a murderer, would you? Oh, Larry, you're not. You know you're not. I killed Bela. I killed Richardson. If I stay here any longer, you can't tell who'll be next. been 400 years since its last reincarnation. Any pain? It kind of moves sometimes. The soul of black magic is waiting to be reborn. What's your diagnosis? For years, man has turned his back on the supernatural. This is hers! I'd almost describe it. Some will deny it. As a fetus. Others will fear it. On her neck? One woman will give birth to it. Uh, uh, 
the Manitou. Since the beginning of time, it has practiced the mysterious arts. Its day is near. Each hour it grows stronger. Soon it will come. The Manitou. Starring Tony Curtis on a supernatural journey into the world of avenging spirits. John! Michael Ansara. What does a white man want with Indian magic? A modern American Indian thrust into a savage struggle with unspeakable taboos. Susan Strasberg, living in a nightmare. Innocent people, tormented by terror, threatened by the unknown, trapped by an ancient horror, the Manitou. An evil that never dies. It just waits to be reborn. Happy birthday, Miles. <laughs> this is... That was the movie that traumatized Miles as a kid at the theater. The I think he's yeah, the Manitou, because uh, it's got a pretty graphic finale, um, and uh, it was rated PG too. So uh, you can't blame uh, uh, his uncle or whoever took him to see it. I think he said his uncle took him to see it, and he got traumatized. Yeah. So if he or Michelle are listening and can let me know if I'm right on that, and there you go for for Michelle too. Uh, we sold an X-Men animated series, uh, VHS. I think it was the, the first episode, um, the Sentinels episode. Um, and, uh, that was factory sealed. And then of course we sold a prior rental of the Wolfman from 1941. That trailer wasn't real clear unless you were familiar with it. Um, because you know, there's no narrator. Uh, but yeah, so, the, you, you know, some pretty fun sales, uh, you know, a, a couple of horror, a little comic booky thing, um, you know, but that Definitely. stuff, that stuff, uh, tends to sell very, very well for us. Um, and, um, in that, uh, I think I paid $3 for the X-Men one and I sold it for 45. Uh, so... Uh, the Wolfman one was a cheapie. That was only $7 because it was a former rental and it's, it's like a cut box shoved in a clamshell. Uh, so it's not a real attractive copy, but it played well. And then the Manitou was from my own personal uh, D, uh, Blu-ray collection because I wanted to see it after Miles told me about it. And uh, and so I bought it and I was like, ah, well, okay, I've seen it. I, I can stream it sometime later if I, I want to see it. You know, I'm not... I'm not so into owning every last little thing. I'm not a completist anymore. I'm, I have my Ed Wood movie collection, which I value over just about everything else, and some other movies that I won't get rid of. Um, I'm still on the fence. I have a gorgeous, and it sells for a lot, but I have a gorgeous DVD collection of Beanie and Cecil cartoons and the old puppet shows too. Yeah, and in it, plus it has all kinds of other. Um, uh, bonus features on it, uh, uh, Bob Clampett, uh, bonus features. 
Yeah. And, you know, like uh, an unrealized Tarzan cartoon that he was working on. Or no, no, no. Or was it John Carter? It was, I think it might have been a John Carter uh, I don't of know. Mars. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Foxfire says, I rented the X-Men on VHS. Yes, I'm that old. So... Uh, <laughs> She says, she says, I'm all, I'm, I'm so old. I thought Betamax was a cool idea. <laughs> we have two beta yeah. tapes for sale in our store. We do. We bought them accidentally, and then we were like, oh, now we've got Betamax. Yeah, because they were in the the oversized rental clamshells. It was like, what was it, like Smokey and the Bandit or something like that, and yep. then some yep. other racing movie. Um, Cannonball Run or Gumball Run. Yeah, Gumball Run. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, I always confuse the two. They were a dollar each, so we're going to try and get them in the right... There are beta collectors out there, so don't feel so bad, Foxfire. Um, mm -hmm. And some things on beta are actually worth quite a bit bit of money. So, um, but... Uh, but yeah, we uh, you know so so we've had some little interesting sales. I did go out and get Fearless Vampire Killers, and then I realized I'm out of my white envelopes in here, so I got to bring in a new pack of those. So, oh, another do it. another recent development for our store is we I I decided that's it. I've had enough. There have been uh there there have been two instances when uh where tapes have been damaged um in, in over. Um, for putting them in bubble envelopes. And I, I do a double wrap on them, but still, the envelopes just aren't enough, and I decided, okay, anything over $15 that I'm sending, I, I need to, you know, I need to buy boxes. So I, I went and I bought 50 boxes to get me started. Um, and they're a lot like the small priority mailboxes from the post office, if anybody's familiar with those. Um, but you know, they're, they're, size, yeah. yeah, they're really, they're like, uh, two by nine by seven. And, uh, you know, they, they were about 80 cents a piece. So I have to work out, you know, recouping that, um, honest to God, if I, if I counted the money that I made from the X-Men tape, I made back just about all that money plus what I put into it. So, you know, if you look at things like that, it's okay. We still have to make the money back from all the other stuff we got from that, the lot that the X-Men one came from. So we, we were careless uh, a few a couple weeks ago and went to this woman's uh, trailer. Whew. It was, it was like going to, it was like we were in Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, one of those things where it's like, I'm kind of more into the estate sales, but I'm not finding as much to resell, mm -hmm. but I do like to go to a good estate sale. And then, you know, we're looking for VHS tapes, too. So we go from the east side. A couple weeks ago, we were on the east side going around to different estate sales. And you were like, I can't believe people live like this. They have so many bedrooms. They have so many floors. They have these huge lawns. They have these large mansions. driveways. Mansions. Mansions. They are mansions. And, and it, you know, it was so many. It was such a huge portion of Cleveland that I've never been through. And it was such a long stretch out on the east side. And it, I was like, my God, there, there it's are... It's around this... the corner from Taylor Road. And it's an old area of Cleveland. It's an old... Of Cleveland and... Old money. Um, old money, yeah. And it's like... We live in Bungalow City here. This is West Park. Yeah. Everybody's got a tiny bungalow, which is great because... 
you got not a lot of house, not a lot of house to clean, you know, and if you've got, if you don't have a big family, fine, you know, yeah. you just like, there's two of us living here. It's great. Um, but you know, we've been to the East side where it's like, there's all these huge houses and huge lawns and huge, huge, huge. And then, you know, you go a couple blocks away and around the corner and you've got complete, you know, um, poverty, poverty. Yeah. Um, and, and just these, these, uh, ruined landscapes and yeah. empty warehouses. And then you, like we go to, we, we went to, uh, out of the city. We went to a trailer park. <laughs> we went to Warren, and, Ohio. We went to a trailer park in Warren, Ohio. Yeah. And, and it, it made it, the trailer park boys look good. It, really. Yeah, it really made it the trailer rough. park boys look good. It was bad. It was rough. Yeah. But yeah, we went to this woman's trailer, and she just had rooms and rooms and rooms full of VHS. We were not, we were not careful. She had a lot of good stuff, sealed and unsealed, and we were not careful. And we uh, we split up, and it, we we didn't we weren't checking each other what each other were were pulling, and we got a whole bunch of stuff from her. But when we got home, we had like twenty tapes that were moldy. So, yeah, and usually we'll we'll check that, but yeah. for some reason it threw us off our game that we were the, these mobile homes were from the eighties or seventies and. You know, every other one was abandoned, but hers like was, you know, her her furniture was put together with ply, not plywood. No, it was like part cab, of the board. cab. No, no, she had yeah, she like had rough. old cabinet cabinet doors that she had her TV stand made out of. It was yeah, you know, and and she kind of did a bit of a bait and switch on us, and we were like whatever. So we ended up spending a, a, a two more money than I wanted to because she she upcharged us for sealed tapes. Uh, but that's where I got the X Men one. So we made back a, a a significant portion of of that purchase, and you know, even though we did get the moldy tapes from that lot, there's still a lot of resellable stuff. We got the entire. Yeah. The, the the set of ten uh, all ten Danielle Steele movies uh, factory sealed, um, and uh, I honestly I'm curious to see how those are going to go. Um, you know I think it's a fun idea because those movies are so crazy and they have good like name actors in them, so um, I'm curious about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, uh, that's one thing you got to do is is all you know, don't don't make an, a rookie mistake, uh, when you're inspecting things to resell, um, you know, if, if you ever decide to do something like this, or if you're you know, if you're just buying something for yourself, you know, um, always make sure the right movies in the box. Always make sure the movies in there. Period. You know, if you're looking at DVDs or whatever. Don't end up. Don't get home with an empty case, because uh, I know a lot of times in thrift stores, people will steal the disc and just stick it in their pocket. And um, yeah, stealing yeah. from thrift stores, you got pretty low. You yeah, got real low. low standards to steal from a thrift store. Um, but um, yeah, we got a kiddo drop. Did you see that? Yeah, kiddo teaser. Uh, nice. Foxfire's uh, doing uh, some some pony uh, doctoring. Um, and uh, we got a kiddo teaser. Kiddo looks a little well. The one kiddo head looks a little concerned. So yeah. Um, 
And then Heather was asking about the Danielle Steele movies. And the Danielle Steele movies are actually kind of interesting. Uh, the one had Patrick Duffy and Linda Carter yeah. together. The man from Atlantis entangled. and Wonder Woman. I know. And I was just <laughs> like, wow, that's my childhood. That's fans, fans, fascinating. Yeah, so. I mean, one's got John Ritter in it. I mean, there's there's a lot of like really big name actors, you know. I mean, maybe they were kind of past their prime, you know, a lot of TV actors, but still, you know, they... Jenny Garth from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh, okay. Was in one of them, the one called Star. Which, yeah. you know, they're all sealed, so we're gonna just sell them. But... Yeah, they're sealed, and they sure. come with bookmarks, and they actually have little stickers on the outside of them too to show that they're they were factory sealed as well, which is exciting. Yeah. So then not resealed because that's a that's the gamut you gotta run with a lot of these mm -hmm. tapes. A lot of later and honest to God, a lot of later tapes, I'm just putting because they got so cheap with VHS towards the end when DVDs yeah. were easier and cheaper to manufacture. The VHS that they cranked out at the end, I was thinking that some of them were former rentals that were resealed, but then I'm thinking this is a movie that came out in like 2003, 2004. And I noticed that movies that came out, even if it is like identifiable as a factory sealed movie from that time, they didn't do as much on them. They didn't do the factory stamps on the outside. They didn't do the, the safety seal or, you know, the, the studio seal at the bottom. Um, it's it, you can pretty much tell the quality of the shrink wrap whether or not it's a factory sale and looking at the box corners you know um so so anyway uh you know there there's a you know but yeah just just always double check what you're what you're selling and or trying to try and do but you know it's it's uh it's a it's a learning process for us you know when we're we're uh we bring all these things up at our company meetings we also come up with crazy little um uh uh what you call it um is it an is it an anagram no not an anagram what, what's it called when you um something's break the a, same spell break backwards a word no 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 you break a no 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 when you break down a word with like like shield like agents of shield you know s period h period you know when you break down a word and it the word has <sighs> Oh, I can never remember what that know. is. Somebody in the chat room knows what it is. Um, but um, but yeah, we we do little things like that where we're you know uh well uh what what was the uh, ab uh, abs always be sourcing. <laughs> uh, we we had a couple others. Uh, um, I I forget what some of them were, but uh, but you know we we have fun with things like that. Just you know. We, we make fun of the, the idea of a company meeting, but we actually talk about things that we think are important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Things that we want to research, things that, you know, uh, you know, how we've sold, if we can, you know, repeat trend, you know, uh, not repeat trends, but... Um, set trends honestly and, and and again you know that's something i don't know if i mentioned before on the show we, we're actually part of a kind of a small a relatively small portion of ebayers who are kind of setting the market especially on the sealed vhs stuff mm. uh and the vintage vhs stuff we're kind of like 
let's see what we can ask for this. And like, I mean, the romancing the stone one was the perfect one. Somebody sold it for 500. I was like, let me see if I can sell it for 800. And I did, you know, it did. And you thought it could just... be done and you did it. Yeah. So, yay. Yeah. That, An anagram is something where you rearrange the letters like dormitory can be dirty room. Oh, I see. So, so I don't think that's the right word. It's not anagram. I it, it's um uh um uh I, I'm doing the dumbest search. That's okay. Uh acronym. Acronym. That makes sense. I think it's acronym. Uh okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we do different acronyms. Uh, you know, just uh, we'll we'll just make it up on the spot and like you know try and have fun with it. And 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 it also is kind of like a little memory thing to try and remember. Uh, you know, words like acronym. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, but yeah, so um. Uh, you know, again, it's, um, and, and staying organized is really, uh, is really the, the greatest feeling. I mean, we have, we have a lot of stuff that is not listed that is like not ideally stored, you know, because we acquired so much so quickly and I was still trying to recover from like all the stuff from dads and, um, but the, um, uh, we, all of the stuff we have for sale, I can find, I mean, the most amount of time it'll take me to find a single item is five minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Only if it's in a bin that's full. And mo most of our bins are full right now. We have uh, 10 Rubbermaid bins, you know, or Rubbermaid knockoffs, maybe 11. I think we're working on 11 or 12. 11, 12, um, yeah. 11, 11, I think. And uh, most of those are in the garage. I keep a couple in the house um, just because I need to make some more room in the garage. But, uh, you know, so VHS goes in the bins because it's bulkier and it's, you know, mm -hmm. it has, they, they have bolder titles on the edges. So it's easier to find inside a bin. Susan will code the auction when the auction ends. It'll say VHS bin four. I go to VHS bin four. Yeah, it's like three, you know, three layers deep or two layers deep, depending on, you know, how I decided to there. stack them that day or how big the box is. Um, and, you know, you take it out. Also, another quick little trick, too, um, is some of the stuff that we get kind of has a funky odor from people's houses and stuff like that. You know, maybe a little musty smelling. Um, and uh, a trick I learned is I just take boxes of unused incense and I throw them in the bins and then on a, like a nice hot day in the garage. Um, and if it gets real hot in the garage, I open the door and I let it air out for a while. Cause I don't want the tapes to, you know, get hurt, but I don't think they will. They can hold up to a lot. Humidity is the biggest enemy of, of VHS, but you put the, the, you know, and you know, you could use this trick for anything. If you've got, you know, some books or something that smell funky, um, you know, grab, I like the Safia Sai Baba Nag Champa you can find just about anywhere. Um, and, uh, it comes in a blue box with a white and red label on the front. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just take the whole box in there and it, it's so fragrant, unburnt, 
um, you know, it, it'll it'll kind of you know permeate the tapes, and it's not a real strong odor, um, you know, and it doesn't have the the creosote after smell of you know a burnt incense. So you know that's uh, that's a good way to freshen up uh, hard goods. Uh, if it you, also takes the uh, negative mojo, possibly absorbed in the house of the previous owner it, it quite possibly could. gets rid of that yeah so yeah. uh but fortunately a couple of the the last acquisitions we got um were were yeah the that big acquisition we got from uh what that got us started down this path the 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 big initial 400 dollar purchase um that guy, he had a serious, yeah, there was a serious scent to his house that was in everything. So that was like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're, I need to buy more incense. And it took it out, took it right out. So, um, you know, but I, I think some people, you know, and um, some of the, and some of the stuff that was in plastic, I did a quick wipe down with, with a little bit of lighter fluid to try and remove, you know, some of the scent as well. That, cause that'll take out odor as well. Um, but, uh, just don't smoke when you're doing that. Uh, <laughs> not wise. So, not wise. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so we, we've, um, we're, we're, we're trying to make a go of this and I think we're, we're off to a good start. And, um, you know, I, I hope we, uh, you know, anybody who can do it, if you, if, you know, like I said, if you want any kind of advice, um, you know, in any kind of greater detail, please get in touch with us. Um, and Hey, you know where to go if you're looking for a weirdo movie for a friend of yours. Uh, you know, and we're, we will be doing a lot more Blu-ray uh, stuff, too. I mean, I'm not expecting you guys to buy stuff from us. I'm just saying, if you want to buy it from somebody who cares, um, you know somebody who cares about what they sell. Because, obviously, we're talking about it. <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, yeah. we're, we're, but, you know, we've got a, a lot of different stuff coming up, you know uh dvds and blu-ray i still buy dvds from time to time you know because i don't have to have blu-ray i'm not obsessed with you know you know whatever the picture ratio is or you know 3d or you know i just you know i still like i still like the the video quality of a vhs tape so you know i'm i'm pretty easy to please um but anyway, uh, tonight's anyway. a big night uh, for our uh, for for this episode because we are ending uh, Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz. It's chapters nineteen and twenty, the final chapters. And and that being said, the final chapter is only five minutes, so I got two Jerry the Circus episodes for us. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, well, now I have to go back to the garage and get a bubble envelope <laughs> to mail, mm. mail fearless vampire killers. Oh, <laughs> one last little thing. If you're ever going to mail a, um, if you're ever going to mail a DVD and you don't want it to rattle around, I take, um, like right now, this is a, this, I'm, I'm shaking it. You can't hear it. This, this is a DVD that doesn't have packing in it. You hear that? Now here's one that I'm the fearless vampire killers. Can't hear it. Can't hear the tape rat rattling around in there. Oh, um, you can't hear that at all. Well, you take a couple little pieces of bubble wrap, a couple little pieces of cardboard, uh, place it in there, uh, and it keeps the tape from or the the DVD from rattling around, and it sandwiches down nicely in the 
in the jewel jewel case and you get no rattling um so because i find it unnerving when something shows up and it's rattling no matter what you know i, I mean i know that that's just what happens in you know uh, uh, because like getting a vhs not to rattle is next next to impossible because it has so many kind of loosey-goosey contents in it um yeah and that makes but sense. now with the boxes this is this is a vhs in in two bubble envelopes and a cardboard box and you still get a little bit of rattle sure because it's the contents inside you know, you can't yeah. control that. So, uh, but, you know, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, packing 101. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and uh, what do you say we listen to some uh, vintage cereal commercials. And, uh, do it. We'll, uh, do it. I'll get my bubble envelope and we'll be right back with our story time portion of it. Time for Excellent. a little bit. Excellent. Come to the honeycomb hideout. I'm Mr. Big and I'm tired of small cereals. Give me something with a big, big bite. Honeycomb Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big, big bite. Big, big taste in a big, big bite. Right, a nutritious breakfast of post honeycomb gives you a big bite. Big, big bite. It tastes right. Honeycomb bite. You like my coat? It's made of golden sugar. Mmm, tastes like the golden sugar coating on the Super Sugar Crisp. Hey, boss, look! Yeah, a golden bear. Hold on, this is a golden sugar coat. Mmm, mmm, it's just like my cereal's golden sugar coating. Mm-mm. Golden sugar coating makes my cereal... Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah! And post-Super Sugar Crisp cereal's part of a balanced breakfast. I love your cereal's golden sugar coating. That's why they call me Sugar Bear. Maybe you're sort of tired of eating the same old thing day after day. Maybe you'd like to try something different, something delicious, something with a marvelous flavor that just knocks the spots off any other cereal you've ever tried. Now, if that's the case, why don't you ask your mother to let you have a big bowl of crackly, crunchy, golden brown Wheaties Flakes tomorrow morning. Ask your mother to let you have a cereal you'll really like the taste of. Ask her for the big, husky cereal for wide-awake fellows and girls who not only star things, but who see them through. Your mother will be mighty glad to let you have Wheaties, too. For most any fellow's or girl's mother wants to see them eat a big bowl of a nourishing whole wheat cereal every morning. And your mother probably knows, too, that authorities now recognize that Wheaties supply the very same amount of heat-producing units you need to help keep your body warm these cold winter days as a cooked cereal does. So you can be sure she'll be glad to let you have all the Wheaties you want to eat this winter, if you ask her for them. Remind your mother to always look for the famous seal of acceptance of the Committee on Foods of the American Medical Association whenever she buys Wheaties. That seal means much to her. It tells her that Wheaties are a pure product, honestly advertised. And another thing, remind your mother that lots of grocers are featuring Wheaties and bananas now. Ask her to get some of each next time she goes to the store. Try that delicious breakfast combination tomorrow morning. You'll say it's swell. Try Wheaties, they're whole wheat with all of the brands. Won't you try Wheaties, for wheat is the best food of man. 
They're crispy, they're crunchy the whole year through. Jack Thompson never tires of them, and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. Snap. What a happy sound. Snap is the happiest sound I've found. Me clap, rap. part of this nutritious breakfast. That's better than a body slam. Undefeated. And still champion. It's a honey of the It's honey that Cheerios. Living in Long Island says you can get anything you want at Alice Sims restaurant. I say, accepting Alice. <laughs> you can get anything you want yep. at Voodoo Zombies Boutique. No. Accepting uh, Kenneth. Uh, yeah, so, um, I'm printing out a shipping label. <laughs> printing out a shipping label. I just reorganize the cat's cat food so they're excited but um oh, yeah. when you order a whole bunch of cans of cat food which we do and then the cat food comes in it comes with a little cardboard lip on the bottom so i just put those all down on the floor and said cat traps and nobody's oh, yeah. sat in one yet a but cat food flat huh a little cat food flat yeah, yeah. But they do. Jeliza Rose is looking at it. I love it when people put down boxes and they say cat traps are working and cat the cats traps are just working. in the boxes because they're idiots. Oh, yes. They love sitting boxes. They sure do. I don't so, know uh, but yeah, as you can see, uh, this is how quickly we get things ready to go in the mail. Uh, <laughs> I, I, if I'm awake and a label is ready to be printed, I print the label. Yeah, so excuse our obsession. We're a little obsessed with the whole yeah. idea of working from home and being at home while you work. Well, and it also is nice, too, because if people see, you know, I mean, this could get a return customer if we, if, if yeah. we, it's like, all right, your item is shipped. Here's the tracking number. I mean, yeah, it's not going in the mail until tomorrow, but uh, it shows we've taken the initiative. Yeah. And I'm a... Putting on and phone. every time Ken goes into the mail, mail into the post office to drop all the packages at the post office and 
cuts in line from everyone. Yeah, everybody wants to have. They already have all the addresses and postage paid on them, and he just has to drop them off. They all give him dirty looks. Yeah, I get side-eye from everybody because, you know, they're in there and they're like, the, the postmaster's like, okay, you gotta go step aside and uh, fill this form out and, you know, because nobody knows what they're doing. And I'm, I'm printing my own labels. And we're, yeah, we're in there every day dropping off packages and... You would not believe how many people do not have any idea how to mail a package. Oh my god, there was one time one time we were in there. <laughs> I was in there and there were these two or three guys and they hauled in this giant box. It was like it, it uh, I mean it No. The box was yeah, probably no. like 3 feet tall by like two and a half feet wide or something like that. Yeah. It, it you know, it was crazy. And it was heavy, and it was covered in duct tape, and sure. the um, and they were like, "No, it's too heavy," and it had to go overseas. And they're like, "You have to send this through a different courier. We we can't mail this overseas." And they were like, "Oh!" And they had to lug it back out. So you know, it's crazy. <laughs> so, but yeah, duct tape. People put duct tape on stuff all the time. And they're like, "Don't use duct tape. It screws up our. Uh, it screws up our. Uh, I guess." Duct tape will get caught in the conveyor belts and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, of yeah. the, the sorting machines and stuff. So yeah, don't ever use duct tape on a package. That's not what that's for. Get clear. It doesn't make tape. sense. You know what I mean? Like packing tape is what that's for. Yeah. Maybe we, scotch tape in some situations. Yeah, we buy the the pack clear packing tape in bulk. So, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, that's the one thing we don't want to oh. run out of anything. Anyway. Two kiddo teasers. Two kiddo What's teasers. What's happening here? I, I, I think, think we so. need to start. I think we need to start uh, the late the, the latest chapters uh, and get Foxfire inspired to um, uh, send us the whole thing. So, should we uh, get yeah. to Dorothy in the Wizard? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. This is chapter 19. Chapter Excellent. 19 of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Wizard Performs Another Trick At three o'clock, the throne room was crowded with citizens, men, women, and children being eager to witness the great trial. Princess Ozma, dressed in her most splendid robes of state, sat in the magnificent emerald throne with her jeweled scepter in her hand and her sparkling coronet upon her fair brow. Behind her throne stood the twenty-eight officers of her army and many officials of the royal household. At her right sat the queerly assorted jury, animals, animated dummies, and people, all gravely prepared to listen to what was said. The kitten had been placed in a large cage just before the throne, where she sat upon her haunches and gazed through the bars at the crowds around her with seeming unconcern. And now, at a signal from Ozma, the Wogglebug arose and addressed the jury. His tone was pompous, and he strutted up and down in an absurd manner to appear dignified. Your Royal Highness and fellow citizens, he began, 
The small cat you see, a prisoner before you, is accused of the crime of first murdering and then eating our esteemed ruler's fat piglet, or else first eating and then murdering it. In either case, a grave crime has been committed, which deserves a grave punishment. Do you mean my kitten must be put in a grave? asked Dorothy. Don't interrupt, little girl, said the Wogglebug. When I get my thoughts arranged in good order, I do not like to have anything upset them or throw them into confusion. If your thoughts were any good, they wouldn't become confused, remarked the Scarecrow earnestly. My thoughts are always... Is this a trial of thoughts or of kittens? demanded the Wogglebug. It's a trial of one kitten, replied the Scarecrow, but your manner is a trial to us all. Let the public accuser continue, called Ozma from her throne, and I pray you do not interrupt him. The criminal who now sits before the court licking her paws, resumed the Wogglebug, has long desired to unlawfully eat the fat piglet, which was no bigger than a mouse. And finally she made a wicked plan to satisfy her depraved appetite for pork. I can see her in my mind's eye. What's that? asked the Scarecrow. I say I can see her in my mind's eye. The mind has no eye, declared the Scarecrow. It's blind. Your Highness, cried the Wogglebug, appealing to Ozma. Have I a mind's eye, or haven't I? If you have, it is invisible, said the princess. Very true, returned the Wogglebug, bowing. I say I see the criminal in my mind's eye, creeping stealthily into the room of our Ozma, and secreting herself when no one was looking, until the princess had gone away and the door was closed. Then the murderer was alone with her helpless victim, the fat piglet. And I see her pounce upon the innocent creature and eat it up. Are you still seeing with your mind's eye? inquired the scarecrow. Of course. How else could I see it? And we know the thing is true, because since the time of that interview, there is no piglet to be found anywhere. I suppose if the cat had been gone instead of the piglet, your mind's eye would see the piglet eating the cat, suggested the scarecrow. Very likely, acknowledged the wogglebug. And now, fellow citizens and creatures of the jury, I assert that so awful a crime deserves death. And in the case of the ferocious criminal before you, who is now washing her face, the death penalty should be inflicted nine times. There was great applause when the speaker sat down. Then the princess spoke in a stern voice. Prisoner, what have you to say for yourself? Are you guilty or not guilty? Why, that's for you to find out, replied Eureka. If you can prove I'm guilty, I'll be willing to die nine times. But a mind's eye is no proof, because the Wogglebug has no mind to see with. Never mind, dear, said Dorothy. Then the tin woodman arose and said, Respected jury and dearly beloved Ozma, 
I pray you not to judge this feline prisoner unfeelingly. I do not think the innocent kitten can be guilty, and surely it is unkind to accuse a luncheon of being a murder. Eureka is the sweet pet of a lovely little girl, whom we all admire, and gentleness and innocence are her chief virtues. Look at the kitten's intelligent eyes. Here Eureka closed her eyes sleepily. Gazed at her smiling countenance. Here Eureka snarled and showed her teeth. Mark the tender pose of her soft, padded little hands. Here Eureka bared her sharp claws and scratched at the bars of the cage. Would such a gentle animal be guilty of eating a fellow creature? No, a thousand times no. Oh, cut it short, said Eureka. You've talked long enough. I'm trying to defend you, remonstrated the tin woodman. Then say something sensible, retorted the kitten. Tell them it would be foolish for me to eat the piglet, because I had sense enough to know it would raise a row if I did. But don't try to make out I'm too innocent to eat a fat piglet if I could do it and not be found out. I imagine it would taste mighty good. Perhaps it would to those who eat, remarked the tin woodman. I myself, not being built to eat, have no personal experience in such matters. But I remember that our great poet once said, To eat is sweet when hunger's seat demands a treat of savory meat. Take this into consideration, friends of the jury, and you will readily decide that the kitten is wrongfully accused and should be set at liberty. When the tin woodman sat down, no one applauded him, for his arguments had not been very convincing, and few believed that he had proved Eureka's innocence. As for the jury, the members whispered to each other for a few minutes, and then they appointed the hungry tiger their spokesman. The huge beast slowly arose and said, Kittens have no consciences, so they eat whatever pleases them. The jury believes the white kitten known as Eureka is guilty of having eaten the piglet owned by Princess Ozma, and recommends that she be put to death in punishment of the crime. The judgment of the jury was received with great applause, although Dorothy was sobbing miserably at the fate of her pet. The princess was just about to order Eureka's head chopped off with the tin woodman's axe, when that brilliant personage once more arose and addressed her. Your Highness, said he, see how easy it is for a jury to be mistaken. The kitten could not have eaten your piglet, for here it is. He took off his funnel hat, and from beneath it produced a tiny white piglet, which he held aloft that all might see it clearly. Ozma was delighted and exclaimed eagerly, Give me my pet, Nick Chopper. And all the people cheered and clapped their hands, rejoicing that the prisoner had escaped death and been proven to be innocent. As the princess held the white piglet in her arms and stroked its soft hair, she said, Let Eureka out of the cage, for she is no longer a prisoner, but our good friend. Where did you find my missing pet, Nick Chopper? In a room of the palace, he answered. Justice, remarked the scarecrow with a sigh, is a dangerous thing to meddle with. 
If you hadn't happened to find the piglet, Eureka would surely have been executed. But justice prevailed at the last, said Ozma, for here is my pet, and Eureka is once more free. I refuse to be free, cried the kitten in a sharp voice, unless the wizard can do his trick with eight piglets. If he can produce but seven, then this is not the piglet that was lost, but another one. Hush, Eureka, warned the wizard. Don't be foolish, advised the tin woodman, or you may be sorry for it. The piglet that belonged to the princess wore an emerald collar, said Eureka loudly enough for all to hear. So it did, exclaimed Ozma. This cannot be the one the wizard gave me. Of course not. He had nine of them altogether, declared Eureka, and I must say it was very stingy of him not to let me eat just a few. But now that this foolish trial is ended, I will tell you what really became of your pet piglet. At this, everyone in the throne room suddenly became quiet, and the kitten continued in a calm, mocking tone of voice. I will confess that I intended to eat the little pig for my breakfast. So I crept into the room where it was kept while the princess was dressing and hid myself under a chair. When Ozma went away, she closed the door and left her pet on the table. At once I jumped up and told the piglet not to make a fuss, for he would be inside of me in half a second. But no one can teach one of these creatures to be reasonable. Instead of keeping still so I could eat him comfortably, he trembled so with fear that he fell off the table into a big vase that was standing on the floor. The vase had a very small neck and spread out at the top like a bowl. At first the piglet stuck in the neck of the vase, and I thought I should get him after all. But he wriggled himself through and fell down into the deep bottom part. And I suppose he's there yet. All were astonished at this confession, and Ozma at once sent an officer to her room to fetch the vase. When he returned, the princess looked down the narrow neck of the big ornament and discovered her lost piglet, just as Eureka had said she would. There was no way to get the creature out without breaking the vase, so the tin woodman smashed it with his axe and set the little prisoner free. Then the crowd cheered lustily, and Dorothy hugged the kitten in her arms and told her how delighted she was to know that she was innocent. But why didn't you tell us at first? she asked. It would have spoiled the fun, replied the kitten, yawning. Ozma gave the wizard back the piglet he had so kindly allowed Nick Chopper to substitute for the lost one, and then she carried her own into the apartments of the palace where she lived. And now, the trial being over, the good citizens of the Emerald City scattered to their homes, well content with the day's amusement. End of chapter 19 Wow, Frank L. Baum, or L. Frank Baum, I'm sorry, uh... Really understood cats, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. He also raised chickens, but he understood cats. Wow, that is hilarious. Um, yeah. No, that's that that's that's really funny. I I I, I was highly amused by that. Um, 
you know, just the reactions of the cat. No, you know, it's like, now I could kill a, a tiny little pig. Don't, under, <laughs> don't underestimate me. That's yeah. easy. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to prove me innocent, prove me innocent. Don't call yeah. me a wimp. You know, yeah. I'm a killer. Just an ornery, ornery little kitten. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so um, that was that was interesting. That was fun. Um, yeah. And the last chapter is only five minutes long. Uh, yeah, you so. said it was just five minutes and that's it. Yeah, that's so cool. hopefully Foxfire has kiddo for us and I can, uh, so I can set to work during Jerry the Circus. Um, looking forward to our new show art as always. Uh, but yeah, so shall we, shall we get, uh, shall we wrap this, uh, one up? Uh, you cut, uh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I said, yes, yes, let's do that. Okay, here we go. The final just... chapter of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz. Chapter 20 of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Zeb returns to the ranch. Eureka was much surprised to find herself in disgrace, but she was in spite of the fact that she had not eaten the piglet. For the folks of Oz knew the kitten had tried to commit the crime, and that only an accident had prevented her from doing so. Therefore, even the hungry tiger preferred not to associate with her. Eureka was forbidden to wander around the palace and was made to stay in confinement in Dorothy's rooms, so she began to beg her mistress to send her to some other place where she could enjoy herself better. Dorothy was herself anxious to get home, so she promised Eureka they would not stay in the Land of Oz much longer. The next evening, after the trial, the little girl begged Ozma to allow her to look in the enchanted picture, and the princess readily consented. She took the child to her room and said, Make your wish, dear, and the picture will show the scene you desire to behold. Then Dorothy found, with the aid of the enchanted picture, that Uncle Henry had returned to the farm in Kansas, and she also saw that both he and Aunt Em were dressed in mourning because they thought their little niece had been killed by the earthquake. Really, said the girl anxiously, I must get back as soon as possible to my own folks. Zeb also wanted to see his home, and although he did not find anyone mourning for him, the sight of Hugson's ranch in the picture made him long to get back there. This is a fine country, and I like all the people that live in it, he told Dorothy. But the fact is, Jam and I don't seem to fit into a fairyland, and the old horse has been begging me to go home ever since he lost the race. So if you can find a way to fix it, we'll be much obliged to you. Ozma can do it easily, replied Dorothy. Tomorrow morning I'll go to Kansas, and you can go to California. That last evening was so delightful that the boy will never forget it as long as he lives. They were all together, except Eureka, in the pretty rooms of the princess, 
and the wizard did some new tricks, and the scarecrow told stories, and the tin woodman sang a love song in a sonorous metallic voice, and everybody laughed and had a good time. Then Dorothy wound up Tick-Tock, and he danced a jig to amuse the company, after which the yellow hen related some of her adventures with the gnome king in the land of Ev. The princess served delicious refreshments to those who were in the habit of eating, and when Dorothy's bedtime arrived, the company separated after exchanging many friendly sentiments. Next morning they all assembled for the final parting, and many of the officials and courtiers came to look upon the impressive ceremonies. Dorothy held Eureka in her arms and bade her friends a fond good-bye. "'You must come again sometime,' said the little wizard, and she promised she would if she found it possible to do so. "'But Uncle Henry and Aunt Em need me to help them,' she added. "'So I can't ever be very long away from the farm in Kansas.' Ozma wore the magic belt, and when she had kissed Dorothy farewell and had made her wish, the little girl and her kitten disappeared in a twinkling. "'Where is she?' asked Zeb, rather bewildered by the suddenness of it. "'Greeting her uncle and aunt in Kansas by this time,' returned Ozma with a smile. Then Zeb brought out Jim, all harnessed to the buggy, and took his seat. "'I'm much obliged for all your kindness,' said the boy, "'and very grateful to you for saving my life and sending me home again after all the good times I've had. I think this is the loveliest country in the world.' But not being fairies, Jim and I feel we ought to be where we belong, and that's at the ranch. Good-bye, everybody. He gave a start and rubbed his eyes. Jim was trotting along the well-known road, shaking his ears and whisking his tail with contented motion. Just ahead of them were the gates of Hugson's ranch, and Uncle Hugson now came out and stood with uplifted arms and wide-open mouth, staring in amazement. "'Good gracious! It's Zeb and Jim, too!' he exclaimed. "'Where in the world have you been, my lad?' "'Why, in the world, Uncle,' answered Zeb with a laugh. End of chapter 20 End of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum Recording by Phil Chenevere, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, March 2012. Wow, there we go. That's a that recording's nine years old. That's it. All done. Aw, how sad. Well, oh, wait, are there more Oz books? Ah, uh, that's what you said. Yay! The Road to Oz is next. I hope the Road we do. to Oz. I'm curious about that one and see if any of the elements of those books showed up in any movies that I've seen. Yeah. So, all right. Here we go. In spite of his desire to see Kansas, Kiddo decides to remain in Oz where the obnoxious cat is not. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well, there's my pro there's my homework for uh, during Jerry of the circus. And she is a horrible cat, but she's she's a cat. Oh yeah. I mean, a that's cat. great. Good job, Foxfire. Beautiful as always. Um, yeah. Uh, that cat's giving out raspberries. It is. 
You're giving the pinky tongue. Besides, she's young and looking for trouble instead of old and willing to sit in a sunlight spot and chill. True. You know? True. She's yeah. a lot like Tennessee. A lot like Tennessee. Yeah. So just naughty. Mm-hmm. Just naughty. Well, I love naughty go. kittens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, well, I'll tell you what, we'll have just enough time now to have a little bit more conversation on the show. We've got two episodes of Jerry of the Circus. Um Excellent. and uh you remember that the the bank, there's there's some inheritance or something. This has been the focal point for a while. Uh mm-hmm. they keep talking about this, you know, this bank or something that there's something of Jerry's father they needed to um that's recover. a safety deposit box they're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, something like along yeah. those lines. So we're we're getting yeah, yeah. getting towards uh, solving that mystery. So here we go with the intro music chopped off. Now it's time. Now for Jerry of the Circus. I think I'll stay and watch these seals for a while, Bump. Okay, Jerry. Rags and I'll be down at the other end of the tent rehearsing. You better be good, Rags. I'll be down to see how you're doing pretty soon. Oh, oh, don't you worry about rags. It's all we've been able to do is to keep them out of the ring. <laughs> so you think you're ready to go back to work again, huh? Okay, run along and do your stuff. I'll be with you pretty soon. I want to watch Barkus and Matt Seal for a while. <laughs> all right, Jerry. Come along, rags. We've got work for you. Hey, Barkus. Yeah? You work the seals every day? No. Oh, only when they fall down and get lazy in the act. Oh, what was the matter today? You see that fellow over there with the whiskers? Yeah. Well, for no reason at all, Gilbert suddenly decided not to do his single. You mean the stunt he does all by himself? The stunt he always has done until this afternoon. When I threw him the stick, he balanced it on his nose all right. But when I threw that big rubber ball, he acted as if he'd never seen it before. You mean he didn't catch it like always? That's exactly what I mean. He wandered off balancing the pole on his snout as if his job was finished. So that's why you're Keeping him after school, exactly. I don't dare let him get away with it, or he might take me weeks to get him back doing that particular trick. Now, now you watch. Here, Hubert. Good. He caught the pole all right. See, it's great the way he balances it. Now, here goes the ball. Now, you... Now, just a bad hombre, that's all. Hey, why'd you give him the fish? I thought that was to reward him. Well, that's just what it is for. But he didn't do the trick. No, but uh, I want him to know what to expect, and I'll give him more when he does do the trick right. Uh, now, we'll try again. Well, he sure catches the stick all right. All right, now. Steady, Hubert. Easy. Here. <laughs> he did it. Good boy. <laughs> Fine, Hubert. I'm proud of you. Here's some extra fish. Look at him flap his flippers. Just as if he was applauding himself. Sure, he knows he's been good. Uh, you want to reward him? Give him his fish? Oh, gee whiz, can I? Oh, say thanks. Well, that's right. Throw it on. He'll catch it. Look at him weave around. He's sure excited. Yeah, these seals sure like their fish now. What do you mean now? Don't they always? Oh, sure. But I was just thinking about when they first come to us from the ocean. They like live fish. You know, most of these seals are from the Pacific. Oh, so that's why I've heard some of the menagerie men call them Pacific water dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Are they scared at first? Well, they're kind of wild. Uh, you, you know, you have to get them used to you before you can do any training. Oh, how do you do that? Well, when they're in the tank, I put on high tin boots and wade in with them 
till they get used to me. But why then? They'd nip our legs to pieces if we didn't. Oh, so they bite. I'll say they do. Well, then what? Well, we get to talking to them soft-like and calling them by name. Finally, we pat their necks. And by then, they're so used to us, they don't even try to nip out at us. Gee, Wilkins, I'd sure like to see you working with a new one. Well, the next time we get some new ones in, uh, come around. I'll let you help train them. Oh, say, you're swell. Say, listen, son, I'm forgetting all about Hubert here talking to you. Come on, Hubert. Once more, and we'll call it a day. Now, up you go. Now the pole. That's right. Hold it steady. It's marvelous the way he walks along with it. Now the ball. Play. Good boy. Fine. Okay, Hubert. Well, you're through for today. Now, no monkey shines tonight. Okay, Hubert. Uh, come up on this plank into your wagon. Look at him go. Oh, yeah. He wants to get back to that tank. Well, son, we got to be going. Thanks for helping. Well, thanks for letting me. Well, guess I'd better get down to the other end of the tent and see how Rags is doing. So long. Uh, so long, kid. Uh, hi, Jerry. Oh, fine. But well, what you doing with Patsy's trapezes? I'm checking them over. She's coming in to practice a new act. Yeah? Well, I'll be back and watch her. There you go. Well, <laughs> say that was great. He's better than ever. Yep, he's as good as new. <laughs> I think you've had enough now, Rags. Oh, say, I, I just come up. He wants to do it once more for me. Well, okay, but only once. <laughs> After all, he hasn't been working, and I don't want him to get too tired the first rehearsal. When are you going to let him back in the act? I think tomorrow, when we open in Jackson City. <laughs> say, did you hear that, right? That's swell. <laughs> okay, Rags. Now, if you want to show off, we'll do it again. Now... On my foot. I love the way he talks back. Boy, say, that was a kick. Look at that somersault. And right on your shoulder. Pretty good. <laughs> now, now, here we go. Now, easy, boy. Whoops. Hey, you didn't do that before. Hey, that's great. I got the idea that day we worked rags and his leg was so sore. Now, now see, as I turn a somersault, he catapults right off my shoulder and turns his own somersault. I'll say he does. Two of them. Then his turning tail and coming up through your legs is a swell finish. Sure, I'm proud of you. That's a grand trick. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you'd like it. <laughs> oh, no. No, now that's enough for today. Say, Bumps, one of the men was fixing Patsy's tra trappings. Yeah? She's going to rehearse her new act. You want to stay and watch? Sure, Miss. Well, it's a while before dinner. Oh, say, she's down there already. Sure. Uh, hey, Patsy. Yeah? Say, that was great. When are you going to put it in your act? Tomorrow. In Jackson City? Yes, I'm bringing it in there. Oh, gee, Willikins, did you hear that, Bump? She and Rags will open the same day. Well, good work, Patsy. We'll be watching you. Hey, the flag's up. Well, that sounds like dinner. The flag's up, Patsy. You coming to eat with us? You go right ahead, Bump. I'll be with you in a jiffy. Hurry up. We'll go along slow. I don't mind telling you, I'm starved. Oh, oh, now, you don't think that's anything new, do you? Well, <laughs> uh, I've never seen you when you didn't put away enough food for one of the steakers. Oh, you're kidding. I couldn't eat that much. 
Come on, Rags. Put snacks. <laughs> Say, I, I've seen him eat three steaks for breakfast. Well, you can get outside a pretty near that much for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I worked up to it and gotten training. Oh, say, you don't need any training. Well, however you're growing, and growing boys can always eat more for their size than anything else I know of. <laughs> oh, hi, Johnny. Greetings, friends. Good evening. And how is my understudy doing tonight, eh? Very well, thank you, Mr. Bradley. See, you know, I think I ought to learn some of that Shakespeare stuff right, if I'm going to be an honest-to-goodness understudy. You're a fine lad. Wouldn't hurt you to learn some of the Bard's famous plays, even if you never used them. Poetry is good for the imagination, my boy. Will you teach me? Oh, with pleasure, Jerry, with pleasure. Come into my wagon any time, and we'll delve into some of the great works of the world's greatest playwright. Oh, say, that'd be great. Well, you couldn't have a better teacher, Jerry. Johnny may be a clown in the ring, but he used to work with some of the most famous actors in the country. He was one himself, I suspect. Mm, in my day, it was a great art. The spoken word, the power of the voice. And the slightest bit of pantomime. Well, <clears throat> well, here we are. Oh, to be sure. We seem to be tardy. Good evening, friends. Good evening. Well, I apologize for my late. How are you, How are you? Patsy's the latest. She'll be here in a minute, I guess. Golly, that soup sure looks good. Oh, here comes the little lady now, all out of breath. Hi, everybody. Oh, I am winded. Well, you needn't have run like that, Patsy. Oh, I know, Bones, but I dropped by the wagon and found out I'd gotten some mail. And after all your rehearsing, too, you'll be too tired to eat. Hey, uh, may I have some more crackers? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you think if I don't eat, there'll be more for you, huh, Jerry? Well, you see, Jerry, you've already got a reputation. <laughs> well, that's one thing. There's no FHB in the circus. <laughs> FHB? Uh, is that some kind of a club? <laughs> no, that, that's just short for family old back. <laughs> well, that's the first time my old ears have heard that. Is that a very common expression? <laughs> oh, I'll say it is. We often had to use it when there was company. You can bet we were glad when Mother would say, M-I-K. You bet. And what, may I ask, does M-I-K stand for? More in kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> more in kitchen. <laughs> uh, may I have some more meat and potatoes and... And a little more bread. <laughs> Jerry, I don't know where you put it. He just asked for one thing after another since he sat down. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I... don't let it kid you, Jerry. You go right ahead and eat. <laughs> oh, say, would you folks mind if I look through my letters? Oh, well, go ahead. Of course not. <laughs> say, Bumps, how about some butter? I can remember the day when we were stranded in the little town Jerry. of the... Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bradley. All right, little lady. Uh, what I had to say was of no importance. Uh, you go right ahead. Jerry, this letter's from the Brunner Lock Company. No. Oh, say, that's... Well, what did they say? Mm, let me see. They say they used to make this type of lock, but have long since discontinued this particular pattern. Oh, golly, that's tough. Hmm. And then down here at the bottom, they have a list of the different banks that used this lock and key when they were manufacturing it. Are there many? Yes. Let's see. There's Twin Falls and Huntsburg and Jackson City. And hey, that's where we play tomorrow. If it's the same one. Of course we do. We've got a couple of days there. Well, while you're there, might as well check with that bank. You know, they might still have some of those old locks in use. You think so? No harm in trying to find out. That's just what we will do. We'll look up that bank when we get there tomorrow. Golly. Now, don't count on it too much, though, Jerry. I won't. Besides, Jerry, you see, this letter lists about eight different banks all over the country that use that pattern at one time or another. Guess we got just good a chance to hit it right off in Jackson City as any other city. Of course we have. We just don't want you to be disappointed if it is the wrong bank. That's all. Oh, I won't. And 
After all, if it's not the place, we'll write to all those other banks till we find the right one. You bet we will. We'll find that safety deposit box of your dad's if it takes the rest of the season. I sure hope we hit it first thing, though. I'm awful anxious to find out what Dad had that was important enough to lock up in a bank. Mr. Bradley? Mr. Bradley? Yes, yes? All of a sudden, you look so kind of... Well, just since we started talking about the Bank of Jackson City, is there anything wrong? Oh, no. No, my dear. I'm all right. And I hope Jackson City will hold something very happy for you. Jackson City. Jackson City. Jackson City, there's yeah. no way that bank is going to be there. It's impossible, I say. What? I can't... Be- Do you really think <laughs> it'll be there? No, there's no way. I mean, I don't want Jerry to get his hopes up either. Yeah. Only to be dashed. But he'll try it. And what will be in that safety deposit box? I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be like a... Treasure map. Yeah, a treasure map or a choose-your-own-adventure or something that'll take us on a, you know, Da Vinci's Code kind of adventure. Or his father's uh, 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 diary. Yeah. Where, and he used to be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. Well, maybe. Dun, 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 dun. So, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm almost done with the uh, the show art. Thank you once again. Very excellent job on the tra- saving the uh, transparency on this. Thank you, Moon yeah. Mayor. And thank uh, you. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I'm almost done. Just have a couple little things to do. Adam just made it in. Right. Hi, Adam. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, so, well, I guess without further ado, uh, we'll just have a few more minutes to close up. Let's see if uh, that safe deposit box is uh, in Jackson City. Now for oh. Jerry of the Circus. Golly, it's a big enough building, isn't it, Patsy? Mm, looks like a prosperous bank, too. Well, I'm holding my thumbs for good luck. <laughs> I'll hold mine, too. Come on, Jerry, let's go in. Gee, you Wilkins, this is a big place. Who we asked for? I don't know. Guess we better find out. I'll try it this window. I beg your pardon, but could you tell me who I should see about a key to a safety deposit box? Uh, certainly, miss. Mr. Burnside is in charge. You'll find him in that window just this side of the safety deposit vault. Well, thank you very much. Still holding your thumbs, Pat? <laughs> I certainly am. Let's see. I guess this is the window. It looks nice enough. He'll hear you. Are you Mr. Burnside? Yes. Is there anything I can do for you? There sure is. Just a minute, Jerry. You see, it's kind of a long story, Mr. Burnside. Have you got the key, Jerry? Yeah, here it is. This key belonged to this boy's father. I see. Well, after a lot of inquiries, we thought it was made by the Brunner Lock Company, and they sent us a list of banks that used to use this pattern. Oh, yes. Yes, we used to use it ourselves. But we've long since changed to a more satisfactory pattern. I'm sure this key hasn't been used for a good many years. At least that's what we... Think, and we thought perhaps now, you could... Now, let me see. 
It's possible if the box hasn't been opened for some time, a new lock hasn't been put on. Mm -hmm. We still have a few left of the old type. Uh, What is your name, son? Jerry Dugan. My father's name was Tim Dugan. Well, if you'll excuse me just a minute while I look through this book. It records all the renters of deposit boxes. Of course. D. Now, let me see. Please let this Dempster, be the bank. Dunway, please, please. Downing, Dugan. Oh, yes, yes, here we are. Timothy J. Dugan. Oh, Jerry. Now, let me see. This box was rented about ten years ago. Hmm. No payments have been made in the past several years. And no answers to any of the letters of inquiry sent to Mr. Dugan. Yes, Dad was too broke to pay. Well, young man, you've come in good time. This box would eventually be turned over to the state. Golly, I'm sure glad we found it. So am I. May we see what's in it? You see, Jerry's father, well, he died a little while ago. And... Oh, I'm sorry, my boy. So I guess the box would belong to him. Of course, he'd have to pay the past rent. I guess I can help him out if it isn't too much. I'm afraid it isn't as easy as that, young lady. Well, what do you mean? Well, you see, there are state laws. When the renter of one of the safety deposit boxes dies, the box is turned over to the courts. But it belonged to my dad. Well, the courts open the box and then dispose of the contents according to the laws of the state. Of course, with a will... Dad didn't leave a will. He he didn't have anything. At least, I I didn't think he did until he found this was a key to a safety deposit box. But, Mr. Burnside, there must be some way for Jerry to... Well, well, it does seem as if an only son would have some rights. Well, there is a way, but it's quite a job. You'd have to have a lawyer. Well, what would I have to do? Well, you couldn't do very much of anything, son, seeing as you're underage. Your lawyer would have to get the permission of your guardian. Then he'd appeal to the superior court to allow you to open the box. Jiminy, lawyers are kind of expensive, too. I'd like to help you out, son, but I guess there's only one thing to do in this case. Well, Mr. Burnside, do you think we could find a lawyer who wouldn't be too expensive? Well, now there's a young friend of mine has an office upstairs in this building. He hasn't been in business long, but... Then uh... he wouldn't cost so much. (laughs) Well, I was just going to suggest that, after all, anything important enough to be kept in a safety deposit vault is likely to be worth something. Oh, I see. And if it belongs to Jerry, being the only member of the family, he could pay the lawyer from whatever's in the box. Oh, you're a smart little woman. I know most lawyers wouldn't bother with such a thing, and perhaps Grayson won't. I can't say for him, but... But you might try. Gee, that's swell. Let's try, Patsy. Uh-huh. You'll find him on the third floor, Richard Grayson, room 306. Tell him I sent you, and then he'll know it's all right. Oh, thanks awfully, Mr. Burnside. We'll go right up now. Good luck, miss. Hope he can help you. Thank Bye, you. and thanks. The elevators are right through this passage here. Oh, thank you. Jiminy Willikers. We find a box, and now we can't open it. Well, it certainly is lucky finding the right bank right off. Yeah, and I'm grateful, too, but... Oh, golly, seems as if we get so far and then something new turns up. Mm-hmm. wonder if we ever will find out. Oh, there's an elevator now. You better get in, Jerry. All right. Third floor, please. Seventh floor. Ten. Third floor, out. Here we are. There, Richard Grayson, attorney. Come on, Jerry. In just a minute. What's wrong now? Well, hold your thumbs again. <laughs> you think it brought us luck the first time, huh? Well, I don't know, but no use taking chances. <laughs> I guess you're right, Jerry. Okay, I'll hold tight. Are you ready? Yep. Good morning. How do you do? Is is Mr. Grayson in? What name shall I say? Well, he wouldn't know who we are. You better just say that Mr. Burnside from the bank downstairs sent us up. Just a minute, please. 
golly, I hope this is our lucky day. Well, it has been so far. <laughs> yeah. If you'll just step this way, please. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Grayson. Hello. Won't you be seated? Thank you. I uh, understand Mr. Burnside sent you up. Yes, he did. You see, we're strangers in town. Yeah, we're with the Randall Brothers Circus. Just got in this morning. My, that's exciting. It's nice to meet show folks. Well, it's like this, Mr. Grayson. Jerry... Oh, yes, uh, this is Jerry Dugan. How do you do, Jerry? And I'm Patsy. You know, the star aerialist. I'm delighted to meet you, Miss Patsy. Well, Jerry Dugan joined the circus just this season. His father was an old friend of the owner, Mr. Randall. As a matter of fact, Jerry's dad was an old performer himself, and all the timers knew and liked him. It's pretty nice to have a dad you're proud of, isn't it, Jerry? You bet it is. My dad... Well, you see, he died just before I joined up with the circus. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a long story, Mr. Grayson, but this is the thing we've come to see you about. Jerry's dad had a safety deposit box that Jerry didn't know anything about. Yeah, I just carried this old key ring around, not realizing that the little key might belong to something. Then finally, we traced that box to the bank downstairs. You don't say. Well, now, Mr. Burnside says that as long as Mr. Dugan isn't living, the box has to be turned over to the courts. He's right. It does. But Jerry's the only child. It does seem he should be allowed to open the box. The law tries to protect people, Miss Patsy, but sometimes it can manage to cause an awful lot of red tape. Red tape? <laughs> Jerry, that means often the law is so complex that you have to go a long way around to reach a destination. Sign a lot of papers and, oh, go to a lot of trouble that seems kind of foolish to the outsider. Like coming to you and, and all you'll have to do before I can see what Dad left in that box, huh? Exactly. Mr. Grayson hasn't agreed to do it for us yet, Jerry. What did you two have in mind? Well, Mr. Burnside said if it were taken to the Superior Court, they might give consent for Jerry to open the box. That's true. But I'd have to have a lawyer. And so you came to me. Yeah. Could you do it? I mean, would you? Pretty anxious to see what your dad left in that box, aren't you, son? I sure am. And you shall. I'll be glad to take the case. Oh, that's fine of you, Mr. Grayson. Not at all. I'm glad to do it. To be perfectly frank, I'm just starting out in my practice. <laughs> and I've got more time on my hands than I like to admit. I guess I can afford to take a risk in a case like this. Oh, gee, you're swell. You won't be sorry, either. I'm sure I won't. Now I'll have to get some information from you. Here's the key to the box. Do you need that? No, only the number and all the information about it when it was rented and so forth. I can get that from Mr. Burnside. Then what? Then I'll have to have the signature of Jerry's guardian. Guardian? I haven't got a guardian. Well, then your closest living relative. Oh, my Uncle Dan. Of course. If you'll just write his name and address here on this paper. I don't suppose he lives in Jackson City. No, does that matter? Not at all. I'll get a wire off to him and have him airmail his notarized signature back to me with the permission to go ahead. Oh, he'll do that, all right. There, can you read that? Daniel Dugan... Sure I can. It's good and clear. Oh, in a hospital? Yeah, he had a pretty bad accident, but he's getting well now. Very well. I'll get this right off. Ought to have an airmail back sometime tomorrow if he intends to start it right away. Well, that's swell. Hey, what time is it? Ten minutes of eleven. Well, is that all right, Patsy? Oh, of course it is. You see, Patsy's breaking in a new number this afternoon. It's a humdinger, too. I'll bet it is. Wish I could see it. Hey, that's a good idea. Why don't you? Go to the circus in the middle of the day? Well, you did say you didn't have so much work to do. Here, here, young man. You needn't rub it in. Oh, gee, I, I didn't mean it As that way. As a matter way. of fact, I think it's a pretty good idea. Anyhow, I like a circus best when the kids are there. Yeah, most of them do come in the afternoon. Well, I'll be very glad to arrange for a ticket for you, Mr. Grayson. Oh, no, that's mighty nice of you, Miss Patsy. I guess it's a pretty big honor to be a guest of the circus. It sure is. I'll accept with pleasure. Fine. What time does it go on? 2.30. But if you come early, you can see the sideshows and everything. You bet I will. I haven't seen a show in a long time. 
It's about time I saw a good show again. I kind of miss all the excitement of show business. Well, you mean you were... I was brought up in the theater. Oh. I haven't been around show folks for a long time. But I... I guess it kind of gets in your blood. I'll say it does. Uh, what'd your folks do? Mother was a dancer. And Dad was one of the finest Shakespearean actors of his time. Oh, that's exciting. But uh, how'd you happen to... Well, to... Become uh, a lawyer? Yes, I did. Well... You see, Dad had a crazy notion that I had to have an education. So when I got to college... Gee, did he... you go to college? Oh, of course, <laughs> Jerry. Now, how do you think Mr. Grayson could be a lawyer without going to college? Golly, guess I didn't think. Well, after Dad put me through law school out west, he, he helped me to open this office here. Oh, it's awfully nice. You bet it is. That's one reason I'm so anxious to succeed. So someday I can pay Dad back for all he did for me. Well, is your dad still acting? No, not so much nowadays. But he plays now and then during a good season. The rest of the time, he coaches. Coaches? Yeah, Jerry, uh, that means he helps others, teaches them how to play their parts. Yep, Dad's been coaching our most famous stars in New York on and off for many years now. Gee, that's well. Hmm. I wonder if I ever saw him. You know, when I was little, Mother used to take me to shows now and then. You might have seen him. His was a big name in the theater once. John B. Grayson. Oh, yes, I've often heard that name. You see now why I'll be looking forward to your show this afternoon. Gee, I'll say. All right, folks. I'll get this wire right off and get in touch with you as soon as I get an answer from your uncle. I'll leave a ticket for you at the box office. Thank you, Miss Patsy. Thank you, Mr. Grayson, for... Well, for... (laughs) I haven't done anything yet. Well, then, thank you for all you're going to do. Gracelands, buying Graysons from Batman, obviously. I just looked it up. His, yeah. his uh, dad's name was John Grayson. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, that's weird. I mean, I, I don't know who's stealing from who. Uh, yeah, well, the year on Jerry of the Circus is... So this predates Dick Grayson. Yeah. Who's stealing from who? It's hard to tell. I think it might just be a coincidence, but who knows? Bill Finger and Bob Kane might have uh, might have been fans of Terry the Circus. Yeah, yeah. So. Fascinating. All right, music's almost over. I didn't bother turning it down. Oh, no, no. Okay. I just like how it's like Grayson. Grayson. What? That's Robin's name. <laughs> yeah. Even you know that. So. Yeah, but, but I've been, been watching Titans, Titans with oh, you. I think. Oh, there's gonna be a new episode after midnight tonight, so I gotta get my work done early. Uh, yeah. This That'll season, get you motivated. Yeah, this season of Titans is the best so far. It's really good. It's pretty good, yeah. It's it's a good kind of, 
and it has a really good psychological thriller vibe going on. You know, it's it's some really good writing. Um, and uh, but oh gosh, there's something this season happened that made me very very sad. I won't say anything. But uh, I forget what you're talking about. But uh, oh yeah 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 okay. yeah. I don't want to give any someone hints. trusted someone and it yeah, went no, bad. No, no, yeah yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, there we go. Thank you, uh, Foxfire. Uh, I got uh, a great job on the art once again. Excellent job on the transparency. Lovely. It was a total, total fun to uh, color that in. So anyway, my apologies for yawning. I'm not really tired. I just uh, <laughs> can't stop yawning. <laughs> but anyway uh there we are we are at the end tomorrow uh we had some unexpected things come up last week um so we decided to take the week off of it came from cleveland but we are going to uh, stick with some of our topics from last week um and we'll be talking about christopher reeve mark hamill um Michelle is going to be talking about zombie movies. Miles has a World War II story. And Joe is going to be talking about Chevy Chase. And uh, we're going to leave some breathing room because it is October. So we're not, I, I don't, unless we, we get a specific Halloween themed Twilight Zone episode, I don't think we're going to be heading back to the Twilight Zone uh, until after Halloween just because it's, there's too much stuff. Me and Michelle are just such horror nerds that, you know, we can mm -hmm. vamp for hours on that stuff. So, yep. anyway, um, that's all I got. Check us out tomorrow. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out tonight. I hope everybody has a wonderful mm. night. And without further ado, Suze, you got the last couple minutes. Uh, yeah, great talking to everybody tonight. Um, hope you enjoyed it. We finished up the... Uh, Dorothy and the Wizard to Oz, and we'll be onward and upward to the road to Oz. So I found the uh, audio version on um, on uh, the Internet Archives and sent it to Ken. So yay! Let's keep going. I, I enjoy it. I uh, enjoy those stories. So I hope you all do too. So yeah. And yeah, we're behind on Doom Patrol, but we love it as always. So, Adam. Can I yeah. Have a good week. See you tomorrow for It Came From Cleveland. Time for go to bed.